Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode uh, 733, recording today on Wednesday, the 19th of October 2022. This is the Music Technology Podcast. We talk about stuff to do with music technology, synthesizers, drum machines, software, innit? You know, that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm... I'm uh, I just want to, while I've got you, have a little bit of a plug for our EMOM night, uh, which is uh, coming up on the 26th of November. If you check our Facebook and check our uh, um, uh, website, there should be some information on it. If, uh, November the 26th, uh, we're going to be having a load of acts uh, joining us live in Bath. We're putting on a show. So I'll, I'll post, I, I should, and this is where I, I'm, I'm, I'm babbling because I've just realised I didn't actually have a link ready and I should have done, which is really amiss of me. But I also want to say, uh, encourage you to join us on our Patreon uh, by uh, pressing this button here and this gentleman will explain it all for you. Why not consider supporting us on Patreon? As well as the warm feeling you get, there are plenty of benefits. Ad-free videos of most of our monetized content, Sonic Talk pre-show, samples from some of our reviews in decent sampler form, which is a free format as well as patch downloads for other synths and uh, units other exclusive videos you could save 12% on a year up front and if you're in before the end of the show your name will appear in the end credits top tier supporters only thanks for listening Yes, so please do join us if you feel the need. Anyway, let's get on to our guest. I'm having internet connectivity problems. I really do hope it's not going to be one of those shows. Uh, but, well, I'll, I'll distract that by saying welcome to our friends in the YouTubes. Uh, we've got uh, Steve Elbows, Buzz, Redwalks, and in the IRC. Nice to see you all um, grown. Uh, thank you very much to Wagyu uh, for his continued uh, monitoring and uh, moderating of the YouTube comments. Very much appreciated because uh, we do. Uh, I suppose it's a sign of success when you get a lot of spam because it means that you you're noticed you're no longer niche you become more kind of uh, mainstream i don't think we'd ever be mainstream because we are niche anyway robin vincent from uh, molten modular how are you him off the telly yes, off the youtubes how are you doing yeah yeah uh, i'm good thank you very excited about the emom thing that's always a that's always a, a right crack that is that's have you done one exciting. oh yeah yeah we have them in norwich every month I try, well, every month I try to make it and I make probably twice a year, if I'm being honest about it, but it's, it's the best thing, you know, just getting together in the bottom of a pub somewhere. Well, that's how it is in Norwich and listening to, to craziness and then, you know, contributing your own little 15 minutes of craziness into that, into that void is just the most fascinating thing ever. Yeah, and I think so, the yeah. energy is really good because it, it because of the mm. way that it's structured. I want to say, you know, Martin Christie and uh, um, Jamie Morgan uh, from uh, GSN has been really helpful in, in helping us kind of get the tone of it right and put it on. Uh, the, and one thing I, I hadn't really considered is the fact because everybody does a very short set, it's not like kind of having to write an album, record it, you know, prepare it for live you can kind of make it much more bite-sized so it's sort of in some ways i mean mm. obviously it's still a little bit stressful if it's not something you do every day but it's it's kind of probably good for the it's probably good to release some of those <laughs> terrifying hormones <laughs> once in a while all the adrenaline and, <laughs> and endorphins you get right it keeps you young yeah, yeah no totally i mean particularly from a modular point of view because i mean from when i do it i'm sort of working up a patch during the day and I just take that patch and play with it for 15 minutes and no one seems to mind and it's not polished. It's uh, risky. And that I think comes across mm. in, in what you're doing. And that's, that to me is kind of how it should be. You know, you're, you're throwing yourself into it rather. And it gives you that opportunity to learn about what you shouldn't be doing if you're ever going to do it live properly. And it gets you to hone down on, on things to focus on and what to fix and you know the things you can't see you can't see those bloody knobs you can't see what's going on where did that patch cable why is this patch cable not plugged in somewhere you know things like that and um it's it's a great learning opportunity as well as being a, a great laugh as well yeah i'm gonna now post i'm just gonna stick it in the chat so that it shows up oh that's for some reason imam tickets there we go uh i think it's that uh yes uh, I think we're okay. One, two, is this thing on? Yeah. So um, this week, well, I suppose uh, we've, well, there's only the two of us, so we can afford to be as chatty as we like because there's no one else to fill the space. In, 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 on the internet live streaming, there's no one to catch you if you fall. Just, I could, well, we could both blame our connectivity. So what have you been doing this week then? Have you got, uh, got any exciting stuff in? I guess you might have some Autoria things, but anything else going on in your channel? 
yeah, well, this evening I'm doing the last of the Erica Synths educational DIY builds, which is a way folder. Uh, so that's the, that's, we started this in January. It came out in January, the first module of nine modules. And the way folder is the last one. So having to go at that tonight and then finishing it off in a week's time. Um, so I've got that to look forward to and I haven't thought about it yet. So that's what I'm doing as soon as I'm off here. Um, otherwise, yeah, I had a, a micro freak promise to me, which didn't turn up until this morning, I have to say. So that's a little bit of a shame, but that's okay. Well, that's okay. That's okay. To be honest, it gives me, yeah. it beats, it beats having it on time and then having no time to do it. And then the only thing you can <laughs> upload is in 360p, to be honest, I think you'll, you'll catch the wave. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it it just means I'm just going to put it to one side and and look at it slowly and mm. uh, and and yeah, which, which ha has advantages I think in rather than being on that first tsunami of uh, of YouTubers. Uh, so yeah, it's good though. But my first first impression is that yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Look, it's like it's like it sounds like a real synth, which is always a good yeah. a good first impression. I've got so I've got mine here, which it's got that. A lot of people are comparing it to Hydrosynth, actually, which I suppose a Hydrosynth Explorer, which I guess it is in terms of cost, uh, perhaps less so in terms of capability. But it's got, I mean, the Mini Freak is a very well loved uh, instrument, isn't it? I mean, it had some amazing uh, um, OS upgrades, which really kind of brought yeah. more and more stuff. I mean, not 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 with that, notwithstanding the uh, the vocoder, actually, which I don't think is present in this one, um, which is a bit of a weird omission. I suppose maybe that's to do with the number of voices. I, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, it was it might be or more the, complicated. The, to the do. number of people who use vocoders, maybe maybe that's a factor. As in, you know, if all three of them are not going to buy it, then it's going to be uh, a little bit pointless. <laughs> Potentially, I thought, but I thought, and when you put a vocoder, it's because everybody uses them. Everybody wants to sound like, um, uh, who is it? They that could band sound that like... uses vocoders. Oh no, it would be uh, what's her face? You know, Imogen Heap. Nowhere ah. near as good as Imogen Heap, basically. Yeah, everybody can attempt to not play hide and seek because it's only a six voice. I suppose if you did it in twelve voice. Yeah, I know it's interesting. I'm not, yeah, it'd need a model, but um, anyway, there hasn't got that. <laughs> Different feel to the Explorer, though. I've got the Explorer just out, out of, over there. There's something about that keyboard on the Explorer, which is quite interesting. Um, this doesn't quite have that. Although, I mean, I'm appreciating the orange felt, I think, just behind the keys. I think that's a nice touch. But, um, you know, as first impressions go. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's going on with my I mean, web page. I'm going to have to reload it. Sorry. But most importantly, really most... Sorry, Ooh, you carry well, on. Okay, so the most important feature for me, and I think, I hope it's part of the, the other one, the little controller as well, is the arpeggiator. Because the arpeggiator on the step 30, on the key step 37, is awesome. Pattern mode, I use it continuously you know instant demo material you just stick in you press hold you press some keys and it does a thing and it always sounds good and this i think has it from from looking at it, it has pattern mode number eight on the arpeggiator um which is great that i'm happy happy as anything i can turn that on and it will play itself and i can then explore the sounds i think that's uh yeah. that's superb i'm glad they've brought that into their other bits and pieces so I have to check that out because, well, I haven't got a key step 37 anymore. Well, I've still got one, but it just stopped working. And I don't know what happened. Oh. just basically, I think it must have bust a fuse or got a power surge or something. It's 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 a goner. So, yeah, I don't have that, sadly. But uh, hey-ho. Um, right, well, we do have some topics, don't we? There is things to talk mm. about and stuff. Let me just, uh, let's find one because I've done the EMOM. I've done the, uh, uh, let's, well, should we start? with uh, the Artoria stuff. I mean, even though that's what we've been talking about for a while, let's start with that. And I, um, th this, you know, for, for those of you who want the full pro uh, presentation, we'll just put the um, Artoria. Oh, it's a broken warehouse thing again. Yeah, warehouse and a table with a drape on it. <laughs> Not Sebastian, unco unconventional. They use unconventional and inspirational on this. Yeah, I recognise a full-size MIDI DINs, for those of you who wondered. 
Yeah, there it is. I'm, I mean, you know, uh, we've all seen it. I don't. Did you actually watch the Artoria event last night? Because um, they had the big rendezvous thing, which was, and they came on and they did a sort of. Well, I hate to say it, but it kind of made you realise just how good the Apple version of that kind of live <laughs> live stream is, because the green screen was a bit crummy and it was just not quite as slick. But I mean, fair play to them. But uh, they were definitely going mm. for that vibe, weren't they? They were. It, it is difficult to pull that off. I think. I think people like uh, Apple, Microsoft have been doing it for so long that they've they've honed it a bit. So it's hard to jump into that space. But funny enough, I was out looking at sixth form colleges last night with my eldest. So I completely, you know, at five o'clock, I was elsewhere, sadly. Um, so I had to sort of catch up a little bit uh, today. But um, yeah, it's also they they didn't give you the synth. I mean, everybody wanted the synth. The synth was leaking out of every uh, outlet, and they they kicked it off with, uh, "Oh, let's have a look at this little MIDI controller." Yeah, you know, something along those lines, the, which yeah, I thought was also brave. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good well, they stuff, had though. in their in the embargoes for all of those things that they released yesterday. It was like six fifteen, six twenty, and it was just like. Man, that, you must be joking. That level of granny. I'm not, the thing is, I was sitting there going, wait, the HD version still hasn't finished processing. And it's been up there for two hours. <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, it's not going to do it, is it? And then it's still well, still processing this morning. But anyway, uh, the other things, though, uh, augmented piano, which sounds kind of interesting because mm. they've got that range of augmented, those augmented strings, wouldn't they? And yeah. augmented piano sounds really good. It sounds like they're really going for the sort of Spitfire vibe on that, uh, yeah. which is very uh, sort of filmic and atmospheric, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard to do something different in a sampled instrument space, I think. And I remember when the augmented strings came out, it's kind of like, mm, I don't know. But what, what they seem to do is, at least looking at the piano earlier, it, it's like taking a piano sound, which I could from numerous sources. And what I tend to do is stick a load of effects and weirdness on it. And that's sort of what they've done for you yeah. and just giving you a few macros to play with so like that works for me i like a good piano and i like sticking crazy stuff on it so you know that that well it's it. interesting it's got because it's got two layers uh augmented piano two layers and each layer also has two sample layers so you've got up to four things that you and also all of those effects i think it's uh 99 euros which seems reasonable i i actually wouldn't mm. i'm gonna get my hands on that i think i'm quite interested in that one out of the other releases we also got the uh, mini fuse 4 which is a 4 io uh 219 so they're kind of they're expect there are i don't know how many skews they've got on the, the mini fuse range but it's a lot it's come a long way since that cube the original mini fuse which seemed like a great idea apart from it had an enormous amount of cableage that would hang off the back of it which made it kind of quite and it got insanely hot I don't know if you remember. Yeah, well, the I have the Cube Audio Fuse. It's sitting over there in its own fridge, uh, just out, out of reach. I mean, the the nice thing about it is that it's very controllable from its um, software panels. You don't actually have to attach it at all, which is good because it's so hot. It's just quite unbelievable. And also, the power supply in the backwards is very very loose, so you just don't want to touch it at all. But as far as as io goes it's fantastic it has absolutely everything that uh, i've ever wanted in a in an audio interface with the the mini ones they're not bad I, i've reviewed the the one and the two or the two and the three or the the previous ones and yeah. you know it's good it's just good solid bog standard i can't remember there being any standout feature other than it just plugged in worked and and did what it was supposed to mm. Well, I wonder. There's, I think there might be. I'm, I'm, I get the feeling there's going to be more from Artoria. I mean, as with what's been happening, I think this has been happening recently, hasn't it? You get comp the whole period of lockdown and kind of people sitting at home and thinking about things. We get these kind of bursting forth of ideas which have been developed over all this time when people had a bit more time on their hands uh, and, and kind of have got a bit more kind of left creatively. And I guess the shortages and the having to design smarter and think, well, I can't use that anymore, which made the job easier. So, hey, but I've just discovered this can do it and we can get those. They're apart from a Hoover or whatever it may be. So I think I, I think we're going to see more from them. And of course, they've got software as well, haven't they? So, you know, just, they can attack it from all angles. Yeah, no, definitely. I also wanted to uh, point out the the UI on the augmented stuff as well. Those, what they've done with that interface is just really very, very lovely. So top marks to the the design crew that have these strangely breathable aspects on the side of the uh, the augmented synths. I I you know I enjoy those sorts of things. 
Uh, simply minded. I'm just oh, oh, I'm just seeing if I can actually. Yeah, let's see, because I, I should have had the. Uh, I was going to have uh, all of this stuff up and ready, but I had a last minute kind of load of stuff happen that meant I was a little bit late. Oh, let's see. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'll type it in right, and then I can open up the web page. It's a bit. I have to type this in a web page so that the web page then opens. Uh, here right here we go let's have a look well we'll accept all the cookies we'll just do all of that stuff but i'm now viewing the web page via via my editing software which is a bit weird uh okay yeah, it's not smooth so, is it there we go augmented grand piano discover it's a night it's a, yeah that's the interface it's very simple mm. i mean it's you know there are similarities to the the simplicity you know like the kind of play uh, uh, engine that uh spitfire have done with their free things yes but I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a good uh, a good thing to see. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, right. So, uh, what's next? Uh, well, uh, actually, I'll tell you what. Let's go for a little bit of uh, uh, sponsorage from our friends Isotope. I did say that perhaps last week was uh, Prince Charles Alexander's last week on Sonic Talk for the time being. And I was correct. So, uh, we can all shed a tear, but enjoy the goodness that is Isotope Ozone 10. Yep, it's the future of mastering. You've got uh, master assistance, uh, which matches your master to a reference file, so you could do some pretty cool stuff with uh, you know, matching what you want to what it's going to be like. Uh, you've got uh, the stabilizer module, which is only available in advance, but adds clarity uh, with intelligent adaptive mastering EQ. Uh, we've got impact module, which is also enhanced uh, in advance, enhance the rhythm book for controlling microdynamics. Don't forget, launch price ends tomorrow. So don't forget, uh, if you use the code SONIC10, you could be able to save an additional 10%. Uh, if I bring, uh, yes, that's the page I'm looking for. So if you go to isotope.com forward slash SONIC TALK, information there, how to input the code SONIC10 to claim 10% off. And that does generally apply to the uh, the already discounted stuff. So it's, um, yeah. You can save big. I don't know what the discount pricing. I think it depends what you've got and where you're upgrading from and all those kind of things. But we do thank them very much for their support. Much welcome. Uh, okay, right. Uh, let's have a look. Um, I was going to go to... Um, let me see. Uh, oh, I, I, it's like I've got a massive choice. I mean, most of the news is from Artoria, basically, <laughs> isn't it? They've just sort of dominated. Although there are, I mean, th those of us who are inside the kind of behind the velvet rope of the press... You know, there is so much stuff happening at this time. It's everybody's trying to get their things mm -hmm. in before uh, Black Friday and Christmas and all the pre-orders and stuff. So it's absolute bloody. Oh, crikey, got that moment. to come! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't even know when. When is when is um, when is Black Friday and Pro Amazon Prime Day? Have we had Amazon Prime Day? Oh, isn't it all associated with Thanksgiving somewhere? Which um, ah, that's the end of October, okay. isn't it? Or is it Halloween? Yeah, okay. Is it Halloween first? Oh, glory! I can't remember. I can't. I someone can't will know. It, someone in the chat. There might be someone from America listening who can set us straight with it in the chat. I think. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll find out uh, soon enough. Right. Okay. Well, let's get on to. Um, I'm going to look at Artoria uh, news. Yeah. Here we go. This is an interesting. Just another piece of interesting Frenchness. This is uh, X keys. I think that's what it's supposed to pronounce. <laughs> and it uses I that sort of isomorphic. Well, that's how they pronounce it. This is yeah, no, well done. X key. A X -key. new expressive and intuitive way to produce and perform music. Just pick a sound and record your best loops. This is so French. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to scroll on because there is a bit. Hold on, you've just got to see this. Look, here are some people at a party grooving on down. And to yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I think, fat, I mean, I saw this and I thought, hmm, okay, because I've seen this before. They did it, they did a, a, another thing which had two faces, and it, I think it's based on sort of accordion fingering, which I know is really big in France. A lot of people learn to play that, so it's a it's a very common interface. I mean, I think for somebody like me, it's just, it, it, you know, they're saying part of the tagline is, uh, you know, beginner or amateur, you'll, you'll, you'll be uh, making music in no time, and it's like, I, I would say, yeah, or be 
equally confused because you don't know how to play that particular thing. I mean, it's but it's it's a combination. It's a it's a, an interface with MPE on all of those pads plus an app which goes with it. I think it's a Kickstarter. And then I went over to Kickstarter. You look at the Kickstarter, they're absolutely yeah. massive. I mean, this is going, that's gone up by 10 grand since I checked about an hour ago. So it's just absolutely, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's not our audience because that, that would be pretty quick. So, I mean, it's it's huge. It obviously is a mm. thing and people are really want, they want unique expressive controllers, clearly. They seem to, yeah. So yeah, button accordion. They were they were they were called Duallo or something. That's probably not important. Yes, but, Duallo. That's right. But, yeah, yeah. But the yeah, we're always we seem to be doing a lot of reinventing of how to play music. It's like there was there was one a while ago that told us that that to learn to play music on a piano is ridiculously hard and no one should ever attempt it. And so here's a new way of doing it that you're going to have to, to learn all over again. And like, this is a, another way of looking at it, or at least the sort of the isomorphic hexagonal type pad is at least reasonably familiar, I think, to some degree. But I mean, it lights up and it will tell you which notes to play because they'll all light up in green for you. So I, I don't suppose it can be that difficult. Um, the thing that puzzled me a little bit is that it doesn't, it's only a controller and very much what they were showing in the video was making music with it. So looping and then um, layering yeah. and bits and pieces, but you can only do that in the app. Uh, so you're always going to have to have a phone hanging off it or a computer hanging off it in order to to do the, the, the layer on layer of music side, which I think is perhaps a, a, a shame, but I mean... Heck, we do normally have computers knocking around, I suppose. But um, yeah, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, it looks fun, you know. It remind. I tell you what, it does remind me a little bit, which I, I'm not sure is is a, a very positive association, and that is obviously with the kind of whole Roly Blocks ecosphere, mm. where it would tie in with the app, and the app never quite, it just never quite kind of delivered. It was like you needed to be pretty much a, a full-time roly uh, studying to be able to get the most out of it because it always did infuriatingly un, unexpected things and didn't respond in the way that you thought it would do. Uh, whereas, mm. the, you know, the surfaces themselves, you know, promise, and, and they got those in the Apple Store. I mean, this is, I mean, whatever you think of what roly, you know, became and did and, and uh, you know, is another thing. But they were very successful in making kind of blinky light things that made people really want it. And I'm guessing this is happening to a degree with this as well, which is, I just find it fascinating that that can be mm. so successful. I mean, where are they? They're, you know, they're 65,000 bucks. Oh, that's why it's different because I was looking at it in pounds. So that's why the number's gone up. Um, was that a 60 just <laughs> No, now? it's one for one these days, isn't it? That hardly means anything. Oh yeah, pretty if much. <laughs> dollars to pounds. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I just I, I do find it fascinating that the but but it's the isomorphic thing, and I think there are obviously. I mean, we're being I'm being particularly Western because obviously I think that those isomorphic keys also apply to accordions are quite big in a lot of cultures other than France. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's quite a lot of uh, French African uh, nations that also have that and Arabic stuff as well. So I, I, I mean, there are potentially a lot of people that would play it. I just think it's. It's, it's an interesting idea because, I mean, like you say, if you had, okay, so I've got a keyboard, I've also got maybe a, uh, a, a, a an MPC or something with 64 pads, you know, or 32 pads, and I've got one of those, and then I'm kind of jumping between them. It's going to be kind of, it's quite confusing. It's a bit like being able to speak fluently in multiple languages, I guess. Mm. It could be challenging. Yeah. I mean, I don't know really what it's going to what advantage it would have i mean are you packing more notes into a smaller space i suppose i mean you're using shapes in order to play the same chord but in different pitches but then you do that on a keyboard anyway it's or you do it on a guitar i mean on all instruments you you develop yeah. a way of shaping in order to to change things around so i'm yeah. not i'm not entirely sure what it's I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I've just not tried. I can't quite hook my brain into how is this going to help us uh, make music more effectively. Um, I mean, as a teaching tool, maybe that they've got a lot of that in it, in that it can show you what to play by lighting up the notes. You know, that's a very clever interaction with the app. Um, is is good. That's all very positive. But then the skills you're learning aren't going to be transferable to any other situation. I don't know. It's curious, curious, but we have an endless thirst for MIDI controllers of, of all sorts. It seems to be a, yeah, everyone goes, oh, I've got an idea. It's definitely a yeah. new idea. Here you go, Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs>
And, uh, well, that's funny, but because the accordion thing, the one which had the two, you could sort of understand yeah. that because you would have a left hand and a right hand. When you've only got one, I mean, playing kind of maybe pedal notes or chord accompaniments and then lead lines in the other hand would make sense. On this, it's obviously going to, you'd need a looper because you've only effectively got one half of what would, would be an accordion-style mm -hmm. keyboard, I guess. Maybe unless yeah. you get two. <laughs> I suppose. But it's also bigger than it looks. If that makes sense. As in, you initially yeah. think it's kind of like about the size of a of a phone or something like that, but it's not. It's actually quite a chunky, uh, chunky piece of uh, equipment. When you see there some of the photos some of someone more. playing on a on a park bench. Um, oh yeah, there you know, we it's go. It's the size sizable. of uh, size of a, a larger thing. I don't know what you call that. Maybe uh, a large. Well, it's half a laptop. If you look at the laptop next to it, yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, no, just thought enough. I'd throw that out there. I, I was, uh, an, an interesting one. Um, mm. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, um, oh, yeah, let's get into a bit of acquisition mergers just for the fun of it. Did you see this? That uh, basically, uh, if I, I don't even know if I've got a thing for this. Oh, yes, we do. Slate Digital, um, those ah. we know, uh, Stephen Slate, uh, etc., uh, bought by Audio Audiotonics. Uh, and I actually was sort of suggesting that that is, Pat, I, I've got a, uh, I think we've got the, yeah, Audiotonics acquired, that's actually one of your articles, Robin. You probably know more about it than I do. Thank goodness oh, for no, that. No, I didn't. I didn't write you it. You didn't write that one. <laughs> uh, but it's, no, I'm just I, worried I, that... So go. Oh, sorry, I say I'm just worried that the yeah, you know, what's gonna happen if Stephen Slate disappears? I mean, you know, his his perfectly smooth face is is a, been a feature for many, many years. And uh, I fear that if that's taken away, I don't know how we're gonna handle ourselves anymore. You think we'll have a, a there'll be a break in the substance of the of the universe somehow. There's something very comforting about mm. <laughs> about his promotional videos i don't know what it is or maybe they could replace him with a you know with an ai or something and maybe no one would notice uh, that's true it's interesting well um, for those of you who don't know uh, obviously slate digital they do uh, well slate i don't know if it's just slate because there's there's two wings there's slate digital they did a lot of plugins they do some great bundle i did the, i did some uh, uh presentation videos on the anna 2 which i thought sounded really good actually there's some lovely sounds in there um and they've got the modeling mics. They've got a whole load of plugins. They, they mm. were amongst the first to go subscription model, I think. But they have a lot yeah. of stuff. So if you do get some, you, you know, there's a ton of things. And a lot of people kind of dig their thing. I mean, you know, it's like your slate or waves in many ways, I think, you know, or maybe both. I think they cover similar grounds, lots of vintage uh, component model stuff. But Audiotonics, they own uh, Digico. Calrec, Allen Heath, SSL, and sound devices. So that's telling me, you know, with, with Digico, Calrec, Allen Heath, and SSL, that is a mass. I mean, Digitech, mm -hmm. Digico are probably most of the uh, live, big live touring sound desks. Go you know, for big festival rigs. I mean, yeah, you might get other stuff, but they own SSL as well. Sound devices who make very high-end portable recording devices. So I wonder if they're aligning themselves to put all of this stuff into their live consoles so they get all of that you know that would make the most sense they just acquire all that and you run it all on the live consoles right yeah i mean is is that the way these things normally go do you think people get bored out in order to integrate or are they just looking to have an another interesting string to their bow well so. i don't know i think because i think yeah i mean ssl do some plugins and have done mm. some plugins for a while but perhaps not you know, they're not as well known and not as far down the line or as uh, as numerous as perhaps some of those other brands are. So maybe that's the reason they're doing it. I'm just looking up at the ch uh, the chat room to see if anyone has any insight. But they seem largely disinterested. <laughs> so maybe we should move on. <laughs> uh, that's been, uh, to be fair, that one's been in the queue for a long time. And I'm just throwing it out there because, uh, you know, there's just the two of us. I think we should have a, a jingle. Who, who wrote Just the Two of Us? There's a, a song, isn't there? Was it Bill Withers? Bill Withers? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Well spotted. You get a bonus point for that one, uh, Robin. Um, okay. <laughs> Right, uh, let's see. Um, I've done that one. Gosh, we're going to get through some stuff real quick. Okay, here we go. This is another, this is a bit of a weird video and it's an interesting idea, but uh, this, this gentleman seems very keen on a shiny room and shiny. Presenting Bouncer, a 10-channel mixer and a two-track digital recorder that will make your dollars jams a breeze. Based on the award-winning mixer face, Bouncer packs a 10-channel mixer and a professional digital recorder in a device that fits in the palm of your hand. 
Bouncer sounds awesome and is ideal for doorless jamming when you need to bring together several synths and groove boxes in a small space of a desk or a performance venue. Forget the huge mixer and record your jams easily as they're happening in real time. Okay, I think he's. Uh, I, I think we've got the message. It's for doorless jams, right? Um, but yeah, this is an interesting thing, actually. I have to say, uh, the Sentrance stuff. We they, they've been making kind of quite high end, sort of portable things. The the thing about them is they have, uh, or they they previously didn't have. They had onboard batteries that wouldn't wouldn't charge as you go. So there was a little bit. But this this thing. So ten audio inputs. I think it's twenty four bit ninety six k. Lovely VU meter. I thought uh, that's the thing that I really took away from that. Let's have a look. Uh, I don't know if I've got the. Have we got the original the the page that goes to it? We go to the bouncer page. There's probably a link there somewhere. Um, and obviously this is eight thin. So it's competing in a way with the ten ten uh, music blue box, which is a, a multi channel mixer and recorder. Um, the only thing that I would say about this for me is it doesn't act as an audio interface at the same time. And I think that hmm. it's not common, but I think that is the way forward. Yeah, but I mean, that then doesn't define it as a as a doorless jamming thing, then does it? It all becomes a bit door doorified. So maybe that's a deliberate, a deliberate ploy to keep it as a separate piece of hardware. I mean, it it's not pretty, but I mean, I think it's perfectly um a perfect box of usefulness it's exactly the sort of thing i'm after because i i get uh, whenever i'm trying to to tie together a lot of things which are playing at once i'm i'm forever trying to work out different ways of, of plugging it together because i don't have a mixer i'm refusing to buy to, to to use up any more desk space with this enormous mixer that i will never use any of the features of because i'm I just don't, you know, level control, panning, maybe all that other stuff. What is all that other stuff north of the faders? I don't know. It's all a mystery to me. But this seems to do just the thing that I need. I just need to plug my synths in and I just need a little bit of level control. And, you know, as but long as I'm not worried about it looking gorgeous, then, um, mm. you know, it's perfect. I suppose the thing about this is what I'm seeing here is the fact that there is, uh, uh, does that happen to me? Yeah, there we go. That's, it, uh, hold on, I'm trying to get myself into the right hole. There we go. Is It looks like it's designed to sort of fit on a tripod on camera. I mean, I don't like mm. the look of having, you know, eight or f five stereo leads no. dangling off there without any kind of tension <laughs> relief, uh, I, I, if I'm honest. I really like the top panel. I think that's great. But, mm. I, you know, the point is, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I would want to be able to, if I'm doing a jam, I would really, I'd want to be able to kind of go, okay, well, I want to multi-track this, but I also want the stereo mix, which is what I'm listening to, to be going somewhere, whether that's to my phone for a live stream or to my phone because I'm recording on the camera and I can just upload that straight to Instagram or whatever. Mm. That's what, and if, if it didn't work out, maybe I can put it all back together and recombine it. But that that's what I'm missing. Mm. And I think that's a, that is key. But that's 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 it. That's not the thing, though. That's not what makes it doorless. Doorless has to be the the risk of absolutely not capturing it. I mean, I love the fact there's got an SD card in the side, and you can hit record and record your your thing. But no, 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 no to the multi-track fiddling post-production nonsense. No, no, no. That's all door stuff. You want to go. You know, you make your music in that moment. You're mixing it through well, this little box, and at the end of the day, you get a stereo file, and that's your lot, mate. And that's that's how it should be. That's but this, that's the, ah yeah, but no, but hold on. The, this record this records, but this does record the multi track. I don't know that it records oh, the stereo. It, oh. That's the point. <laughs> it, it is just the multi track. So I'm sorry. No, uh, well, I, I, I'm it. sorry to let you go down that one. Yeah, you, you painted yourself into a corner there, Robin. I'm terribly sorry. No, but to, I was but, enjoying yeah. that tremendously. But oh well, never mind. But hey, <laughs> well, let's I'm, just pretend that it does. Yeah, I mean, it may record the stereo as one of the features, but I, I mean, it's, uh, it's also, was it 599 US? I mean, I, I've been banging on everywhere I go. I've got this PodTrack P4, which is supposed to be, you know, it's very simple. It's a four channel, four mics or two mics and uh, a stereo and a USB return and sound pattern. It records the stereo mix and all the four inputs. So that could be up to 10 channels, right? But at the same time, it is also an audio interface. So I plug it into my Ooh. phone and all those channels are mixed and they go into my phone. So if we do like a trade show or I did an interview yesterday, uh, we're doing the new series of touring little music shop, independent music shops. I did want to elevate a sound yesterday. Thanks to them for having me. And it meant that I could do the whole thing. I got the foot. It, it, it's in the footage. You know, the, the audio mix is in the footage. But if I cocked it up, 
then I can go back to the multi-track and I can explode it and go, oh yeah, I need to cut that bit out and that's fine. And that's what I need. I just think it, it, it feels like it's missing a trick a little bit, but uh, mm. you know, anyway, I've been banging on about the P4 to anybody who'll listen and even people who won't listen, frankly, but uh, <laughs> and it's only 150 quid. I mean, crikey. Yeah. Right. So is this competition uh, then to the teenage engineering um, micro tiny weenie thing? I suppose, yeah, I suppose in a way. Well, the the the, the teenage engineering thing uh, is obviously a lot smaller. It has a lot more processing, so you can you've got effectively channel strips with dynamics and EQ mm. and whatnot. And I think it only records stereo to an external drive. It doesn't record multi-track. Which could well, I mean, we when we looked at the uh, the teenage engineering thing, we we thought, you know, we were thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could just have that with our phone, and it would be, and I'm sure it would, but it's just, it just, it's just a bit rich, you know, for for me, I, I can't, I can't, you know, because we've got three rigs, maybe four rigs, that's like four grand just on the audio path. <laughs> that's, yeah, I just couldn't yeah. do. It. I'm sure I might be able to get a discount, but it still wouldn't be enough to make it worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> But I, yeah. having said that, I want one and I want to play with it. Everybody I know has got one. I mean, Cuckoo's raving about his all the time mm. and Ty's got one and he said it's a lovely thing. And and I do know, you know, I know it's contentious, but it's full of very expensive, high-quality components. The A to Ds and everything are really good on it and everything, all of that. And that's fine. That's cool. So maybe this is similar, but cheaper, if you see what I mean. And bigger. Yes, yes. No, not as beautiful, though. This this is, uh, well, it looks like a DI box, doesn't it? So it will probably survive kind if of. it's dropped on the floor and trodden on and, and those sorts of things, which is no bad thing. I imagine Velcroing it to the side of my keyboard stand. That's uh, probably where it would end up. Yeah, and there's a little record button there. Yeah, there we go. I'm sure there's indications that it is recording and stuff. But anyway, okay, so we've got that one. I am we're obviously we're stringing this one out for as long as possible because we have a dearth of pro a, a dearth of topics as it turns out. But there we go. I think I, I went a bit early with the, uh, the the Stephen Slate thing. Let's actually take a moment now to uh, hear from our friends over at Baby Audio. Yep, Baby Audio makes creative effect plugins designed to add colour and depth to your mixes. They won Plugin of the Year 2021 in Future Music and Computer Music Magazine, nominated them for the SOS Awards two years in a row. Spaced out, why not try that? It's a modern interpretation of the Space Echo effect, you know, you delay, reverb and modulation into a creative workflow. It was named Plugin of the Year by FM and CM Magazine. And you could get 15% off this and other plugins by checking out with the code ST15 at babyaudio.com. And once again, we very much thank them for their support of the podcast. It's much appreciated. Okay, um, we, uh, yeah, let's see what else we got. Uh, we did the Ozone, we did that, we've done that, we've done that, Bouncer, Equus, Arturia. Uh, actually, we could do questions, couldn't we? Because we've, uh, we've, this is a new thing that we do. <laughs> I keep forgetting mm. about that. Um, so, yeah, why don't we do some questions and see what there is? I actually, uh, I I'm going to do this one because I think this one is actually uh, quite apposite because you did a great video on this. So, this is a question uh, from Nick Howes. Uh, no, it's not. That's the wrong one. I beg your pardon. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not that one. I keep getting the button wrong. Okay. Uh, I'll retake that. This is a question from uh, Nick Howes uh, via YouTube. Does Yoad or any other studio manager foresee major issues with the cost of energy and retaining commercial viability? Now, I'm going to come to you first, Robin, because, well, because mm. you're the only guest, but also because you did a really interesting video on the cost of power. Uh, you know, measuring, mm. I mean, unscientific, I know you, the caveat, but it was, I thought it was really interesting and you'll find Unscientific? How dare you? I've got an well, app on no, my you, phone, you were, I tell you. You were, you were saying <laughs> that it was. I'm just yes. paraphrasing what you said. Yes, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't particularly, well, it was as, uh, you know, one can make certain measurements and then make terrible assumptions and presumptions from all those sorts of things um yeah it was really it was really interesting because it bothers me it bothers me um a lot um the the whole situation but just trying to, to 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 focus it down onto what we actually do and use you know how viable are our, our electronic studios that are packed full of gear and lights and cameras and uh, phantom powering all this sort of thing it is it's worth looking at i think and um I think my conclusions were pretty much that actually we don't use a whole amount um, in the big scheme of things, but 
it's more in running the space is where you're going to find the uh, the power yeah. really costs well i mean that's the thing i mean it's because i mean the, the the numbers you were coming up with with all your synths on you know, it was it was pretty negligible if that's what you're doing for a living and your cameras, to be honest. And I was thinking, oh, that's encouraging. Yeah. And then you got onto the heater, <laughs> which is just or the, and and the big the bigger computers. That's the thing that that yeah. did for me. I mean, I suppose to answer the question, uh, yeah, it's going to be an issue because uh, certainly in the UK we have uh, supposedly a price cap. I mean, this is all fluid because there's U-turns galore going on everywhere. We don't know, but that has never applied to the commercial sector. So if you're running a business and a mm. business premises, you don't get the price cap. So it could just go up and up and up. And we're seeing businesses that say maybe have to run lots of refrigerators and whatnot, or air conditioning, or big, you know, big big old Neve desks or whatever. Yes, it is going to increase. I mean, my household bill has gone up by uh, 200%. So that, if you're in a commercial facility, is going to affect your bottom line. I mean, absolutely no doubt. But what's interesting about it is also the the positive outcome is you start thinking, okay, what have I got here that is using up all the gas? You know, I haven't, sw I haven't um, switched on the heating much in our house and by this time that, that last year it would have been on you know quite a lot because you're going to wake up in the morning oh it's a bit chilly it's like well that's fine i'll be a bit chilly it's no problem i'll just have a cup of tea and sit with a blanket over my knees or whatever it may be obviously you know that's not great for everybody not everybody can survive like that but what it has i was working out we've got an old mac pro cheese grater under the desk here which runs our code to sonic state and a database backup and that's it and i was thinking that seems a bit excessive I wonder how much that costs and that costs about 85 pence a day to run so that's like you know getting on for 25 30 quid a month just to have a computer mm. sitting there under my bed and then i've got another computer over here which i leave on because i get to it so i think well if i replace that with a mac mini which runs at maybe 12 12 watts that's going to be a huge saving huge saving you know mm. that could replace both of those computers so you start thinking in those terms and i think that is a good thing you know that we focus on that because we do know that we have to start Cut, you know, just cutting our consumption because we've been chewing mm. through the resources of the planet, and there's that as well, right? Not just yeah, absolutely. Sense. I think that that's a really good positive spin to to take on it is that we are becoming much more aware of our power because it's hurting us, you know. And what I would like to see is is this sort of thing resolved by the use of renewables, by the use of better power structures, and you know, dare I say, nationalisation and and so on and so forth, because power should be. I mean, we're supposed to be in flying cars for heaven's sake at this time, this time in yeah. our in mankind's timeline. Um, so energy should be should be plentiful, it should be free, and it shouldn't be breaking the planet. So th this, I think, is a is a moment in time when perhaps all of these things can come together and we can find a better way of doing it. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, it's hard not to do, to stray into political uh, areas with this, but. Well, I think we've both done a pretty fantastic job of not doing that. So well done, Robin. Pat yourself on the back. I think, I think we. But yeah, do do check out Robin's uh, video on uh, what's the sorry, what's the title of your video? Because uh, I've got on uh, Molten Music. Um, definitely. Check oh, it out. what did I call it? Energy crisis. Uh, what about synths? I think it was called. No, not even a hint of the clickbait with that title. Well, <laughs> no, it was. And I all mean, very I true. agonised over that thumbnail. I have to say that was just so much fun because <laughs> I shy away yes. from crazy thumbnails. But this one, no, I'm going to town. Damn it! For once, I'm trying to find it now, but of course, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Well, we'll I'll someone... post it in the what's it post it in the chat and then uh, then we then then it'll be seen that'd be good okay well let's get on to uh, let's find another question um what's the nice keyword let me see i'm just I, I am sorry i'm i didn't prepare these but there are still plenty coming in uh oh okay here we go this is one for yes right uh, this is from uh, no i don't have spillage oath music via twitter because uh, you can uh, submit uh, via Twitter. Spillage Oath Music via Twitter says, uh, do you have a piece of gear that you never use and probably will never use again, but for sentimental reasons can't bear to part with it? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, while you dwell on that, I'll have a think. I, I think... Yes, there probably there are things that I've got that I very rarely use. I mean, it's a different situation here purely because we don't always have... Uh, um, 
you know, some stuff comes in for review, never goes out again, and you, you can't sell it or anything, or it feels wrong to, to sell it, but, you know, the, the company's either gone out of business or the distributor's gone, and you've got these things that are sitting around. You think, well, what am I going to do with that? But in terms of stuff, my own things, I've got uh, my my original O1W, which I used to use on remixes back in the day for the that classic piano sound and pole and all of those sort of dreadful um, Synth. And I lent it to my a friend of mine's daughter because she was in a band and she gigged with it for a while and then it finally came back and now uh, uh, I <laughs> the it still works but it's dead all the memory is gone so basically all you can play are the PCM samples with no envelopes or anything and there's no display I probably won't get rid of it because it represents a real period in my life where you know it 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 was my first sort of go at making music professionally so i probably wouldn't get rid of it for that reason although i can mm. imagine if i have to downsize it might go but right now i'm not considering doing it what about you then robin mm. well i i do have lots of lovely things that i don't don't use but i i don't get too sentimental about them i mean i've i've hung on to guitars for a very very long time for no reason that i can think of um other than them being like i've got my it's not my first ever guitar, but my second ever guitar that I got when I was 19 is still on the wall over there. Um, and then my acoustic guitar I got when I was 20, I think, and I still have that. Um, right. So though those tend to stick around, uh, but I do play them. You know, they still they still yeah. get some use. Um, I do have a, a few modules, uh, Eurac modules tend to spill out, and there's certainly lots there which I really love, but I don't necessarily understand. Like Magneto is a good one, the, the Strymon Magneto. It's a fantastic module in other people's hands. In my hands, it's like, <laughs> it oh, I'm just so, yeah. you know, I'd rather get a, just a delay pedal, mate. Just stick that in. I understand that this thing, I don't know what is going on. So, um, right. but I love it. I know that I love it, and I know that I have that there have been occasions when beauty have another go sometime that's right i mean i'm planning to do a i don't understand the magneto uh video at some point clickbait video where i just try to go through it and show how little i understand of it but i don't know how right how clickable that is i don't know maybe there's it depends on the face right if you do if you're kind of like if you really you know you really ham it up yeah there we go that's it yeah there we go you can always talk to Bo. He's the classic master of doing those kind of those kinds yes. of faces. He's got them down pat. I'm actually, talking about that, I w- uh, about the guitar. Yeah, I've got a guitar which has some provenance. I've got. A, it's a, I've spoken about it before. It's a Burns Split Sonic um, guitar that my first band, the guitar. It was his guitar. And I, it eventually came to me. So it represents an awful lot of things, and it's a beautiful mm. thing. It's older than I am, and um, it was also sold from a music shop that no longer exists in Bath by a guy who used to run it there and I've met him a couple of times and he's getting on a bit now and I said oh I've got that guitar and he's like oh okay and it's so it, that I would never get rid of that that's that and that's my first guitar so that but that I would have been like 17 um probably so I've got got your beat a little bit there but I don't think I've got the guitar. Yeah. yeah no actually maybe a bit younger maybe a bit younger. Uh, but yeah Burns London split sonic uh, original guitar that's uh, I would never get rid of and it's been it's been cannibalized so much that it hasn't really got any resale value and the neck's a bit split but again that's another guitar i lent it to uh, my um, my sister-in-law's kids who wanted to play learn learn guitar i lent, I lent it to them i don't know why because it must have been knocked over so many times and it's got lots of chips on it but yeah that's the other thing okay right um let's see we've probably got another oh goodness we've got more um uh, okay, uh, we could we could get into some philosophical stuff. What do you fancy, philosophical or or, or subjective? Uh, well, I mean, one could say that uh, to be philosophical is the ultimate uh, pursuance of the subject. Okay, all right. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> that sort of does. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Well, we'll we'll go for this one. So uh, this is from uh, Robarth. Oops, sorry. Uh, I'll believe that. Uh, Robarth Melted Cheese Home Studio via YouTube. Uh, will more will more uh, new gear make you more creative in making music, in your opinion, or just happier for a short period of time? Now, that's a dangerous question to answer for us because th- we're in the business of sort of 
propagating the myth or the the desire mm. for new stuff. So that's, that's a tricky one. I mean, you know, as reviewers, Robin, we get the opportunity to have it and not have necessarily have to own it or did worry about mm. thinking about how much it might cost because it goes, you know, it's just, it's transient, it's passing. So we get a kind of, we get a vicarious f vibe with that. We, it doesn't mean mm. quite the same thing to us, perhaps. I don't know. What do you think? No, you're right. It's it's difficult to put yourselves in the shoes of the uh, of the real punters, um, but I think I think there's uh, I don't think it's a black and white answer. I think there's uh, there's shades of stuff in there. I think one of the one of the really healthy things about Eurorack is the is the secondhand movement of modules that goes through the community um, because. There's, I mean, absolutely. I, I believe in the idea that if you have, if you just have a guitar and you're on a hill, um, you will play that guitar and enjoy doing all of that. Um, but there's also a sense that um, just changing small things in your setup can spark uh, an amazing journey of inspiration. So in a Eurac yeah. setup, when you've got this synthesizer, which is sort of changing um, by bringing new stuff in and letting other stuff go, I think that that maintains this level of interest that you might not necessarily have because we're all busy. We can't all devote our lives to music and, and study it in that way. And so you need quick triggers. You need things which are just going to spark something or spice something up a little bit. That's, that's not going to take an agonizingly long period of time in order to, to try to, you know, give birth to a, a sound or a piece of music or a sequence or something you need quick triggers, quick, quick little bits that push you along. And I think the movement of gear through your, through your studio, through your environment can very much help that. That's interesting. I suppose with Eurorack, I mean, the danger is you, you don't replace it. You just buy bigger cases and keep going. I guess that, th th you know, yeah. you could apply the same thing, you know, things like apps, uh, for, you know, plugins have become much more, a lot of the Cherry Audio stuff, a lot of things, mm. you know, very, you know, there's lots of $29, $39 things that could be quite inspiring. And there's also lots of free stuff. So you can get, you can get that sort of feeling. So, but I, I, I I think that in some ways it's it's a bit like well if I buy if I wear this aftershave I will be more attractive to the opposite sex or insert or or the sex I'm after whatever it may be but so if you so in some ways it's it's this this constant sort of looking for the other which is not always healthy but it's part of mm. what we do it's it's the human condition and it's the same with music if I get this then the next thing I do will be big enough I'll get signed and I'll end up on the telly you know whatever they're these mm. same aspirational qualities to it and i suppose the trick is to find a way to do it to find find a, a, a seam to mine that doesn't cost you thousand pounds every time you need something new <laughs> hmm. Maybe. yeah but it also suggests that there's an end um to it which i don't necessarily think there is it's like saying there's no. an end to music it's like i've listened to a piece of music okay great i don't need to listen to any more music now that's that's not really how how yeah. it works it's not how passion works or love works or satisfaction works when you're looking at um how your life goes uh, along its time and so i think there's i think there's room for um adding and augmenting that as you go and also i mean some things particularly when you look at plugins i mean you can buy an xbox game for 40 quid or a playstation game and and play it for 10 hours and, and feel like you've had a good time you know you can do the same with a cherry audio synth you can buy that for a similar price and, and enjoy playing that for a time even if you then never play it again you know it served its purpose and things and things have a value even if it's for a short period of time it doesn't have to be that one thing that you've purchased that you then learn inside out and uh, have based your based your future music on you know but it can be this is the thing it doesn't have to be either either or it can you can absolutely take one thing and just enjoy that forever but um i quite like crashing through new things and and being finding other stuff that's that's interesting and being enthralled by something new as it comes along yeah i think that's that's true i mean i think as a reviewer sometimes it can be quite wearing because you can't do that every day it's sort of there's a mm. nice there's a cadence to if it's something that you're after there's an anticipation and then you get your hands on it if it's just, everything is just like oh there's another one coming tomorrow that's almost the same as the last thing i've just done it, it can get a little bit you need to take give it get a break i just want to say thanks very much mm. to di stanton uh di stanton has actually said uh thank you with super chat for getting the fragrant robin on um which is a very uh, -huh. uh 
I, I'm trying to think. What, what was there was there was a thing, wasn't there, where um, the term fragrant was used? It was in some kind of political scandal. I can't remember what it is. I'm sure you're no way in. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, nothing to do with me. Embroiled. No, nothing to do with me. Uh, nothing to do with it. Okay, um, there was a uh, there was a, a um, something that came in. This was uh, from Division of our YouTube, which was can you give a shout out to a new Imam night in Yorkshire at Bingley on the 10th of November? So yes, I can and I have. I suppose there's the answer to that one. That's quite simple and straightforward. Um, let me see. Uh, what item? Uh, you got time for any more of these, or would you? Because uh, I mean, I, we can keep going and clear the backlog if you like. <laughs> I don't know what time. I don't what, mind. what time you've got to go? Okay, we'll do a couple more then. Let's do a couple more. Uh, um, I put the dinner in the slow cooker at uh, breakfast, so you know we can eat at any time. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we, we won't be going that long, I assure you. But uh, uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Have we got it on your company? Yeah. Um, <sighs> crikey. Okay. I've Gosh, I'm sorry about this. I'm, there are so many questions. I'm just trying. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I like this one. This was um, another one from Nick Howes. Um, Nick Howes has said, is it, is it, is it time, as Dead Mouse implied, that 60-year-old Midi is dead, much as it makes me furious giving his timing up, uh, uh, just after Mr. Smith uh, supplied with devices like Omit? Osbys. That's an interesting one. Um, I don't know. I think Midi has will go on forever, um, personally. I think it has endless <clears throat> purpose and endless use. I mean, essentially, with everything that you can do with translating you know, a Midi event into having something else happen... It's it's endless possibility. I mean, the amount of bits of data, you've got one single MIDI channel, you've got 128 notes, and each of those notes has an individual velocity value, and then you've got 128 controllers, and they all have values. And, you know, so th there is so much data and so many things that you can make happen. I've got a MIDI button here. You know, this is, this is MIDI. This is all the MIDI. I'm using MIDI on this. It's just basically every single thing, and that triggers a, an event in the show, you know. And I'm not using it for plain notes or anything. I think it has an endlessly um, possible potential. I don't know about mm. you, Robin. I mean, what was his context for, for this? Was there anything particularly that, that sparked? Because, I mean, why not? Why? It's like saying, oh, let's not use sound anymore. Why? Why, why say that? There must be some reason to, uh, to, well, to decide I, I that wonder that's a useless if it's protocol. I wonder if it's because Dead Mouse has a, a very from what I remember seeing a couple of videos of his live setup where everything is kind of controlled via surfaces, including the visuals, the graphics, the lights, all ties together. And I could, I could, I am assuming it might be something to do with the fact of bandwidth and the density of events that he has to throw about the place. MIDI can't cope with that. And yes, there are limitations there. If you're trying to run like a major event with, you know, or lots and lots and lots of MIDI, like old school, like we used to with big piles of live MIDI keyboards running from an Atari computer. You know, you would run into these limitations with MIDI, but we don't really have that issue anymore because most of our devices are maybe uh, connected via USB, which doesn't have that much of a bus limitation. So there's a lot, you know, maybe that's where it's coming from, Robin, I suppose is what I was trying yeah. to say. But very few people are in that situation, I think. So it's it's just an odd statement. But then, hey, hey, we can we can all say odd things from from time to time. I mean, it's more odd. I think MIDI two point is more of an an odd case in that I don't think anyone is sitting around going, oh, "I wish I had." God, just give me more bits in my MIDI stream. You know, a little bit more control, or maybe maybe we all are. I don't know. I think mostly just getting on with it. I think MIDI has become more or less this, this background thing that's that's fairly seamless. Um, I don't know. It seems a strange. <laughs> it just seems a strange. It thing is. To, well, uh, I think there's. Uh, I think I've, I've been messing a little bit with OSC um, just because I, mm. I can't remember why I had to. Oh, that's because we've got the Behringer X32 here, and we put the SD recording card in it, and the only way you can get it to um, go into record mode remotely is by sending an OSC command. So I've been figuring that, I'm trying to figure that stuff out. Actually, there's a little button that you can check that says you can convert the OSC text, which might be kind of like forward slash x32 slash function slash record slash, you know, record whatever it is. And you have to convert that into a into a hexadecimal representation representation of the string in and then send that over it's just 
that is pretty <laughs> arcane. So yeah, I can see OS uh, and uh, OSC makes a lot of sense, uh, but it's very unfamiliar mm. in the same way that you know anything that it, you're writing in hex. I mean, raw MIDI data is very is 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 really not much fun. You know, it's not a sort of thing. I mean, back in the day, no. I used to be able to see strings and go, oh, I know that's Roland and I know that's probably the filter just because I used to do loads of it. You know, I used to see a lot of that, whereas I, none of us need to see any of that stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't care how my telly works. I just want to know that when, when I press this button, something <laughs> happens that I want, you know. So as long as it keeps doing yeah. that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I got a bit more into it when I was trying to do a lot more launch pad stuff. I mean, when you, you get into Ableton Live and you want oh, that two-way connection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so OSC suddenly becomes more interesting because it is, because MIDI is pretty stupid, ultimately, once you dig down into it. It's unable to look after itself, really. Um, and so there is room for, for for nice things and things being able to talk to each other and having two-way conversations, those kinds of things. So. You know, I can talk myself into MIDI 2.0, I think, um, if I if I think about it deep enough. But because, I mean, I think we're used to that kind of level of integration with our doors in, in software. All of that yeah. all of that stuff is sort of already there. Um, well, yeah, but nobody's because, doing it. That's the problem. I mean, no, the, no, the, 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 the MIDI yeah. 2.0 is not being up. To, it's not being taken up by anybody. I mean, I haven't seen, you know, you haven't yeah. seen a hardware synth out recently that goes, good news, folks. You know, all you need to do is plug this in and it'll tell it'll tell your MIDI 2.0 capable, whatever it is, what, what all the knobs are and what parameters are available. I mean, none of that seems to be happening. And I don't, what I don't understand is when you've got a bunch of, you know, there are a bunch of really smart people designing the MIDI 2.0 mm. spec, how come they didn't put stuff in there that pe that made people want to implement it? So, so mm. you know, it's like, oh, I can't wait. You know, it just doesn't seem to be happening. And that's bizarre because I'm pretty sure... You know, even writing translation layers and stuff wouldn't have been that hard, but nobody seems to be bothered. It's sort of almost, that's what I think. It, it needs a killer application. It needs something which is, which we're all going to go, wow, if only I could have ever done that. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's like whenever you, because I install a lot of MIDI controllers because I'm reviewing them. So yeah, my poor old computer is packed full of old drivers that aren't being used anymore. Yeah, when Studio One starts up, it goes, do you want to connect any of these? And I go, I don't even know what they are anymore. But you know, yeah. so every time I put, plug a new one in, you struggle through that setup. But then when it's set up, you no longer have to think about it. And it's it's because we usually no longer have to think about it that we're not that interested in a, in a new way or easier way of doing it because we just get on with it and we get over it and it's it's not so bad. I mean, it would be lovely to plug in a keyboard and I don't have to do anything and it just finds itself and it throws up all these things every time I click on something. But I'm not I'm not that terribly bothered. You know, I can map a knob yeah. without any bother and play it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, you, you know I'm your computer's getting old when that. You, yeah, you know your computer's getting old when you see the list of uh, previous, uh, and some of them aren't even in business anymore. You know, it's kind of <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, look, I, I, I don't want to. We, we, we got through a few, and I appreciate you doing that, Robin. That's great because uh, it's been nice to have. Uh, oh, look, we've got Graham Bentley. There's a super chat. Oh, look, what a kind thing. Great show as always. Please support Sonic through Patreon. Worth every penny. That's very kind. Oh. And, uh, of course, I would concur because, well, because I've been putting a lot of effort into Patreon recently. In fact, uh, we one thing that I didn't see, we did the XPO thing with me and Matt, um, Maths, mm. a.k.a. Maths, or Matt, a.k.a. Maths. And, uh, we, you know, it was a twos-up thing. It kind of worked pretty well. But then he did another additional video, which is just him doing some patching ideas on the XPO. Honestly, it was it was like... Now I understand why you want to get this because it does all of these things all at the same time. So and that's something you can't see anywhere else, folks. You can only see it on Patreon. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. And it's, But it's not like we're not putting things up that we would normally put up. Anyway, that's my sales pitch, mm. Gun. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so Robin, um, what's what's next for you? Yeah. What's What's in the pipeline? Pipeline is, uh, well, yeah, as I say, I'm building out the wave folder on a breadboard this evening for some live, live electronics. That's that's going to be exciting. So that's, uh, that's keeping those voltages low, right? No risk oh, of yes. electrocution. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. A couple of nine volt batteries are in play. You know, it's very exciting. Uh, okay. um, and then, uh, oh, there's probably things I can't talk about then. Um, well, it's the end Midi of the freak. month again. I've got all sorts of stuff going on. <clears throat> uh, yeah, oh. midi freak. Oh, yeah, got to have a look. This thing here. Yeah. 
Oh, I think I turned it off. Hang on, never mind. Forget that. Um, so yeah, a bit of that, some other shenanigans to, to mess around with. The I've thing got. that it would sound something like that, possibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, which lots of stuff, lots of interesting stuff. I, uh, you know, people keep sending me things, which is lovely, and I do enjoy that. And I wish I could get to things quicker than I than I sometimes do. It's also the end of my tax year, which is you know when you're a one man army it's it's just you keep putting it off and i've been putting it off all year so i've got a bit of paperwork to do so that's exciting too right oh wow well i i'm i i'm as i've said uh, i'm very spreadsheety so all my stuff goes into a, a a spreadsheet i designed about 15 years ago that's my account but now uh, well of course uh, for those of us in the uk and i must remember to respond to it we have to make tax digital which uh and the only way you can do that is by uh, a subscription to one of the two or three uh, making tax digital subscribers which means you have to pay a monthly subscription just to be able to do your taxes which i think is mm. anyway that's as political as i'm going to get Anyway, if anyone knows <laughs> out there a making tax digital solution that means I don't have to spend a lot of money on a subscription, then please tell me because I already pay an accountant a lot of money and I don't really want to have to do it again and again. It's driving me. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, pay, I pay a local bookkeeper to to uh, to do the final digital bit. I think I just have to provide her Maybe with, with figures and somehow explain them. So that's that's what I've got to come up with. Is that a long a long and, meeting? Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of. I just put everything under entertainment oh. and, that, and try to get yeah. away with it. Yes, right. Uh, well, anyway, lovely to have you, Robin. Uh, and again, uh, so you, what time your show's going to be? You're doing a live stream tonight. What time? Tonight, half past seven. Yes, uh, breadboarding a wayfolder, trying to learn what a wayfolder is in a circuit form Ooh, for a couple of hours. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you. Uh, and thanks for being game because twos up can, can be a bit daunting to some people, but not to you. It's absolutely fine. Ah. So uh, that's it for this. That, well, that's it for this week. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we will see you all. Thanks in the chats and everybody. Um, I, I can't remember which button I press because I've only have a, I usually press this one, which will look weird because there's only half a screen, but that'll do. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye bye now.